Welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast. I am super, super, super excited about today because not only is this one of the busiest women in the world right now, but this woman is making her footprints throughout the entire universe with, <clears throat> I'm gonna keep it black, but I'm gonna keep it brief. Everybody, put your hands together for Lene. And you guys know her as underscore Laneezy in the building. What's going on? <laughs> Listen, I'm so glad you pronounced it right. You didn't even have to ask. I'm so grateful. Didn't even have to ask. Everything under the sun. Look, there was like, look, 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 look. It's like, no, come on, y'all. Y'all know my name. Stop playing with me. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, if I'm not sure when, when this will come out, but if you've been following, you know, I've been on a hiatus. Listen, we're gonna I'm touch. So we're gonna sure. touch on that. We're gonna touch on that. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But I've been doing a lot of pouring into myself and planning and just trying to get ahead of things because it's not gonna get any less busy Mm-mm. with everything I got going on. So you know, <laughs> definitely trying to gain that footing. So first and foremost, um, I want to give you your flowers ahead of time and the reason we created the jameer smith show it is a show that the everyday person gets to tell their story creatively and for people like you you have just created this beautiful space for people of color to love themselves to enjoy themselves but you also educate them naacp award nominee all around (laughs) amazing black woman I wanted to say thank you for your service. Before we even get started with the interview, um, we will go live very, very soon. So I'm I'm excited for everybody to listen to this, but you already touched on it about going on hiatus. So before we get into the hiatus moment, because guys, I don't know if y'all saw, she even came out of hiatus to uh, give us some announcements. But before that, so we're already in August and... Lene, how has 2022 been for you so far? 2022 has been nothing short of a blessing. It has been a growth period. Um, It has been very challenging. I pulled off, I produced an entire event, which was the most exhausting thing I've ever done. (laughs) But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. The team that I have built has gotten stronger. I feel... I just feel more grounded, man. I feel grounded. I feel the the imposter syndrome is no more. You know, certain things come up, and I'm like, what? Me? <laughs> but I'm no longer afraid to try or no longer have that anxiety about maybe I'm not ready. I'm just in a, I'm in a mode of going for it, you know? Um, yeah. When you mention, <laughs> and when you mention a hiatus, right? So when mm-hmm. we talked, I have to say this. I met this amazing black woman during her run of the NAACP awards. Uh-huh. And you were at uh, one of the coffee or tea shops, I believe, Brooklyn Tea. Brooklyn Tea was having okay. an opening. And um, I remember seeing this girl, right? And uh-huh. I had no idea who you were, no idea. <laughs> and my best friend, I was like, he posts this woman every Friday. And the messages that you just come across with is just out of this world creative. It, it, it makes a statement. But I have to say, when I met you, your energy was infectious. Like it was just so much love in your heart, so much humility. And you were just so humble with the idea of you just being nominated for an NAACP award. But, and can I add how beautiful you looked also that day? Oh. 
Thank you. I feel like she's over there <laughs> blushing, y'all. She's like, what's happening? What's going on here? But one of the things, you know, our show really does highlight is we want to get to know you. We see your service. We see your purpose. We see all of that, right? That sounds great. But one of the things as entrepreneurs and individuals, successfully, we make sure that we transform different ideas, you know, into theory, into reality. What inspired yeah. you to develop the idea of I'm going to keep it black, but I'm going to keep it brief? <laughs> Honestly, that phrase literally was me wondering because I know I come with content that to an untrained ear, you would just be turned off. You know, you'd be like, oh, here goes somebody else preaching about black shit. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to keep scrolling. So I literally asked myself, what can I say to let people know I'm going to be here for a good time, but not a long time. So Mm. they at least listen to what I have to say. And that's and that's what came up. I believe I thought of that phrase in less than 15 seconds, starting my first video. And um, it just skyrocketed. You know, I did a lot of strategy planning for this segment i have the degrees i have the experience and i think it was just all about timing i started and i call it the black summer of 2020 you know <laughs> after the unfortunate murder of george floyd uh followed by brianna taylor everybody was in the house and had to watch and had to listen and i just had a moment of clarity and discernment with god and it was just like you know it's time for you to say something if there was ever a time for you to get out do what you want to do it's now so um i decided to sit in my parking lot because no one was doing videos in their parking lot so i was (laughs) one of the people to ask a lot of it was shock value you know i knew i had something meaningful to say but i was like how do i get people invested in what i'm doing here how do i get them to ask questions and be curious and you know i definitely credit like I said, discernment for the pieces I put together to make it happen. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful. You know, as entrepreneurs, and I call you that because we try and explore ways to kind of develop our business and, you know, really with goals in mind. So how have your priorities changed from when you first started? Wow. Um, priorities have changed. Like self-care has become a priority. I was someone who is just so used to working and developing a good product whatever that may be developing good work sound deliverables and the more successful i became in being able to let go of my day job this became like an all-day thing so um research and making sure i'm doing fact checking making sure that i am constantly educating myself on innovative ways to produce and present things became paramount definitely came became priorities and so then i had to go through a spell of like okay girl now that you work for yourself you're not resting Mm. you are also taking something that you used to do for academic purposes for teaching that was in between certain hours of a day or for a certain goal it's become your lifestyle now and so all of the heavy topics that you discuss aren't just rhetoric anymore there are things that are becoming a part of your daily life a part of your atmosphere and your energy and you have to take care of yourself yeah so i definitely will say like you know I'm taking this hiatus after two years of doing this work. You know, I took a Friday off here and there with two years of this work without really having a vacation. And when I'm coming back to everybody, you're kind of getting, I guess, a sneak peek. But like self-care and filling your cup is going to be newly centered in my brand when I come back, just offering new things for people to 
and as you said, get to know me as well and commune and getting down to the what is going to what do I need? What do what do people individually need to release? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what's interesting? Yeah. Um and, and our show gets really personal because, you know, I, I even call it sometimes a therapy session. And, you know, whenever you had the conversation, even with me, we had even seen each other again um, in another space. And you were like, you know what? I'm going to take some time. I'm going to take some time for me. And I looked in your eyes and I was like, yo, this girl has been like consistently working. This woman has given her all, as you said, as an entrepreneur, how do you really pour all of yourself into a project, right? And then when do you find the time, the breath for yourself? Uh And you deserve this hiatus, man, honestly. Um, Thank you. No, you do. So... When we think about overcoming, you know, entrepreneurship and challenges can be inevitable. And so with everything you've done so far in these few years, what challenges have you had to overcome at the beginning of the journey? Um, Well, I will say, calling back to the beginning of this conversation, imposter syndrome Mm. was very big for me. Um, And I struggled with it. I struggled with it bad, like. I began to see the things that I had wondered about for years coming to life and in a very quick amount of time. And so not only did I have imposter syndrome, I got, I became afraid that I would run out of good ideas mm-hmm. to last. I became concerned about longevity because people will pick you up and drop you like a bad habit in this new age of what, what sells and what's trendy. So I had my concerns with that, and then I had a session with my therapist, and she told me, she said, I'm confused about why you're so worried, because you have evidence that you have good ideas. (laughs) The worst someone somewhere can do is say no, or they don't like it, but you have evidence that you're able to touch people and to reach people, and that you are able to be innovative. And so what that means is everything in my own time. And so... That's been helpful. I think other challenges. Working for myself has allowed me to spend a lot of time with myself, and I've seen a lot of mirrors. Hello. Ooh, hello. So Say that again. Come on. I, <laughs> I've been able to see how stress affects me and how it affects my relationships. I've been able to see about how I may prioritize things that are important to me over what's important for me to build a sustained relationship. Like I've been in a I've been in a long term relationship with my partner for five years. Um and he and I are still ever changing and growing. But I literally have had to check myself mm. on understanding that while I've got great things going on, I still have a partner. And while I expect my partner to support me and pour into me, I have to do the same. And so putting boundaries on the work that I'm doing, putting boundaries on what people are asking of me, understanding I don't have to say yes to everything, you know? That's hard. Oh my God, it's so hard. Yeah, and it's very hard. And understanding that I don't have to make everybody happy. I am in a particular, when anybody's an entrepreneur, you want to make sure that your stuff makes people happy, that people are always asking for, that it's always in demand, but where, where does that leave you, you know? Yeah. Well, so, um, quite a few things. Well, and I was going to say, to your point, it's about living life with intention. And Absolutely. I've been saying that so many times on even my own personal interviews and conversations that I've had even with my therapist. Um, I want to talk about a seat at the table. And okay. 
I saw you at a beautiful table with some beautiful women during Essence. <laughs> yes. What was your mind set with Essence Fest 2022? Huh? You know, talk to me about that moment. The enemy shows up in a lot of ways. <laughs> and I say that to say is that for a while I wasn't even present because I was so concerned about the way that I looked. Just a little bit of backstory. Um, I had quite a few responsibilities during Essence that weekend and I had a schedule built out by my team and they got the time for that brunch wrong. And so I'm finding out, like I'm waking up from a phone call, hey, the shuttle's going to be downstairs in an hour. Excuse me? <laughs> so I had a dress and, you know, I, I, t- I spoke to my stylist like, oh, I'm going to be cute. I'm going to have my back out. It's going to be a little short, but... I didn't really get to communicate what I wanted the rest of me to look like. And so he did a great job, nothing against the work that he did, but I showed up to this brunch with Debbie Allen, with um, Jasmine Guy, with Garcelle Bouveau, with Nia Long. And I had on this short dress with these metallic six-inch Versace heels. And I was like, y'all, I'm not feeling it. I'm in here looking like a harlot. (laughs) Not a harlot. (laughs) And so I, I tried my best to sit down quickly. And I looked next to me and I saw they only had first names on the on the tags and I saw Nia, but I wasn't really looking anybody in the face because I was so self-conscious. And when we all sat down, we were all looking ahead. So you could, I couldn't see who was next to me, but then I heard her speak and I realized I'm sitting next to Nia Long and across from her is Garcelle. And when we have an opportunity to commune, I get outside of myself and I just got so emotional because I'm sitting next to the two dark-skinned women I saw on my television screen for years, like serving beauty and looks and talent and range and just super inspiration. Then I started crying. Um, Garcelle gave me a hug and I allowed myself to be present and then when they gave me the opportunity to, you know, talk my shit, (laughs) remind folks who's in the room, you know, I just, I, I got a little bit more confidence about being in the moment, regardless of what's going on in your surroundings, regardless of if, if I didn't feel prepared or if I if I felt rushed or if I didn't feel like I belonged, I did deserve a seat at that table. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so once I got those jitters out the way, I was able to talk with Miss Debbie. I'd had conversations with her before for Target because both of us were Target, part of the Target family as far as influencers and advocates. Um, yeah, and it was one of the most enriching experiences I'd ever had. Like that was the beginning of my hiatus and I felt so poured into because these women, again, like I was looking at Nia and Garcelle, like these enigmas or these emblems, I saw them as women Mm. and the messages that we were able to share were just so inspirational and so uplifting and helped me understand more and more and more that people are people and I deserve to treat myself like a person even in the midst of all of this stardom or fanfare <laughs> or whatever, what have you, I deserve to treat me like regular old Lene because that's who I am. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for coming into the work that I'm doing from a perspective of having been a consumer for so long mm-hmm. because I have, I have roots and connections and relationships and also perspective that keep me grounded. Well, and I mean, to your point of every single moment that you just talked about is that you deserved and deserve a seat at the table. So you were where you were supposed to be. 
Just yeah. always know that. You talked mm-hmm. about your relationship. And guys, you guys know on our show, we never send anybody the interview questions ahead of time. So I love authentic answers. And these are things that Lene didn't even know that we were going to ask. And I love to hear you talk about your relationship. Mm-hmm. So, Lene, how did you know when you were in love? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I don't know that I can pinpoint a moment for you because I learned love with the person that I'm with. Mm, explain that. I got with my boyfriend um, accidentally. I was not looking for anything long term. I was working at an after school program where he was teaching and it, we have the funniest meeting story. Like I asked the coworker if he had a had a girlfriend and all of a sudden the co-worker is like she wants to go on a date she wants to talk to you that's not what I asked <laughs> I asked you a girlfriend but apparently he noticed me first and started dressing up and putting himself in my spaces so I would notice him because he's like I don't spit game I don't do this any other but it was such a it was such a collaborative <laughs> effort for us to get together but anyways um something traumatic happened to me and I missed talking to him mm-hmm. and I tried to push him away and he was very much no, not in a not in a disrespect of my boundaries type of way, but he was such a genuine person and and was genuinely interested in spending time with me and getting to know me. And we got together very quickly. But I learned in my big age now that that was infatuation and not necessarily love. Mm. And I learned love when I decided to continue to build with him, even when it became inconvenient for me. Wow. And inconvenient, like a dirty word. But in this relationship, I I was able to spell all these myths of what a perfect relationship is supposed to look like. And if you have this problem, it's a waste of your time. Or if they have it, if they don't have this by this amount of time, like you need to be finding somebody else. Because I did come from a perspective of dating to marry and having such and such amount of success by a certain amount of time and you need to be asking me to marry you at a certain amount of time and I'm a whole 27 years old and, and ask myself the other day well I know this is the man I'm going to spend the rest of my life with do I feel like I'm ready to be a wife? <laughs> I don't know you know and there's just so many expectations that I was able to dispel yeah. and dispel being with him so this is my partner in every sense of the word and we're continuing to grow together and um, yeah when you think about your life right now Lene, what are you most passionate about? Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's such a hard word because I think the expectation is that I'm passionate about black people. And I am. Absolutely. But I feel like you apply your passions to things. And I am and black people is something that I've applied my passion to. And I think it's, I think my passion is actually educating and telling stories, education through storytelling. People are very used to me and, and parking lot pimping. And I've done my best not to pigeon hold myself in whatever was easiest, uh, easy reach for people to, um, I guess, assume that I would fall into because the quote that I, that I developed in my first year of this work and I've kept with me is that you have to show people 
how they can imagine you. Otherwise, you'll be limited to their imagination. Wow. Because I've always known what I wanted to do. But I've also known that in this world, there are steps. And when people get excited about you, they automatically want to put you where they feel like you fit. Absolutely. And my whole thing has been, I'm not done yet. I'm not showing, I'm not done showing you what I can do and what I know how to do. And so up in the pipeline, you know, I've got shows on the way. Shows with an S, absolutely, period. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, when they come is when they come. I've learned Hollywood is a bunch of hurry up and wait, but I've got some amazing, authentic and unique things that have never been done before that are on the way. And I am grateful for having been able to control my narrative. You know, I think about a lot of popular definitions of success, right? And... Mm -hmm. It sometimes revolves around profit. It can revolve around growth. Mm-hmm. For you, how do you define success? Mm-hmm. Being happy. Beautiful. Being happy. And I mean, that's the easy answer. Of course, I feel like being able to support myself and not have to worry. And that is such a privilege. Not have to worry about things on the day to day. But ultimately, being happy with who I am and what I'm doing, you know, not not dedicating my time to something that does not serve me. You don't know about me. I used to be a high school teacher and I loved my job at first. But in the last year of me teaching, which was right before the pandemic hit, I hated getting up and going to work. I was getting paid more money. I went to a new district that paid more money, had a little bit more freedom, but I hated what I was doing because I did not feel like I was connecting in the ways that I had to. And what I didn't realize, because, you know, I decided not to go get my PhD. I was able to walk onto a program to get a PhD in American studies. And I said, no, because I wanted to go teach because I didn't feel like academia was where I needed to be at least next immediately Mm -hmm. I could take some time off and so I got comfortable teaching I didn't want to get super comfortable I didn't want to get stuck there but I did not realize that you know I'm making all this money not even all this money but enough money as a single young woman Mm -hmm. I learned what I needed to learn and that's why I'm not happy anymore yeah. The se- this season is ending in my life and that's why it's no longer fulfilling me or satisfying me in the way that it is and I'm grateful to be a part of a generation and I think it's not just millennials it's not just Gen Z but it is, it is a conglomerate of people who are no longer accepting the way things have been and I'm grateful for this era of individuals especially black people, black men and women deciding what they want and not caring who is I'm going to say offended. Yeah. Because hurt isn't the right word, but not caring who is offended or who is disserviced. That's the word. That's the word, yeah. Not caring who is disserviced when you choose to serve yourself. So one thing I have to tell you, and this is not on my notes, but you do entertain <laughs> and you do educate. So regardless of where you think you should be, you're in the right place at this moment of where the universe wants you to be. Um, yeah. Lene, my last question, and and I've coined this as really a lot of my, on a lot of my interviews, I ask this question because it really gets a lot of people to think because 
You think about all the beautiful success that you're doing right now and the books that you will write, the television shows that you will be able to produce and acquire, the people that you've been able to rub shoulders with, the love and the inspiration that you have been able to give the world. When it's all over, what do you want your legacy to be? That's such a hard question. It's such a hard question because I'm, I'm still building it. I'm still figuring that out. And I don't know. I, I feel like if my legacy is anything, it's just going to be one that inspires the underdogs mm. to do the thing that people laughed at them for. Yeah. That's beautiful. Listen, I, 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 think, I think, wow. I think there are going to be things that I do with education that I would like to leave when I leave this place. But if anything, an inspiring story. That's all. Because that's what we're here for. You know, our gifts aren't even necessarily for us. They're there they're to make, to show the glory um, don't mean to take you to church today, but you know we're here to be vessels and inspiration to others. So that's what I want to do. So. Lene, I want to thank you. As I started the show off with thank you for your service, I want to thank you for your time. This woman is crazy busy. And even as she says on her Instagram, stop playing, somebody get this girl a show. <laughs> but just already know you've already created the show. And Lene, thank you for your purpose and thank you for your footprint. Any last uh-huh. words you want to leave all of your amazing listeners that love you, any of your new listeners from our show, any last words you want to say? I just want to say thank y'all. I just want to say thank y'all and stay tuned. And I want you to keep it black <laughs> and keep it black. Everyone, make sure that you follow this amazing, beautiful soul on Instagram at underscore L-Y-N-E-E-Z-Y. And again, support. Buy some teacups, some kettles. Get you some t-shirts. Get you some black stuff. Everything is going to be under her page. So her link tree with all of the little blessings that she can give y'all is right there. So subscribe to her YouTube. Subscribe to all of her pages. Lene, what we say at the end of our show is stay positive, but stay creative. Until next time, guys, thank you for tuning in.